Hello, hello, dear listeners, and welcome to this, the uh, third episode of Healthy Dad, Happy Dad. Um, Yes, it's been a real uh, eye-opener so far in terms of learning how to do this, how to record how to produce it, how to write it, um, and it's been uh, it's been it's been good so far. And I wanted to say a big thank you to those of you that have left a review or a, um, a post on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's really helping, and that's really really good. I can see all the feedback, so that's great. Um, I am having a little trouble with sound quality, so you might have noticed in the first two episodes that actually sound jumped around a little bit, particularly in the last episode when I'd finished my run. I'd actually left my phone synced to my iPods, so or my AirPods, so it meant that the sound quality wasn't great. Also, in the first episode, I had dropped some of the sound down in the second part of the the episode, so apologies for that. But as I said, I'm you know doing this for the first time, and uh, I'm learning as I go. So I really appreciate your patience for sticking with this. Um, today's episode focuses on sleep and the importance of sleep. Um, as we go forward, there will be episodes that include interviews with guests and we will uh, include those and I will let you know when they are happening. Um, But it's been a real uh, pleasure to get some feedback from you, so please keep that going as well. If you want to get in touch, it's hdhdpod on Instagram. I haven't set up an email address yet, I apologise, but I will do that when I get a chance. I'm still learning as I go, trying to work out which platforms are best to put these things on. So um, yes, well, I hope you look forward to this, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode, and I will speak to you at the end. So welcome along to this episode of Healthy Dad, Happy Dad. Today the focus is on sleep and the sleep of a parent is always going to be disjointed, um, particularly in those early days. And I'm going to talk about it from my own point of view and whether you relate to it or not. If you do, you can get in contact with me and let me know. Remember the contact is hdhdpod on Instagram. Um, and just let me know, you know, what your experience is of sleep as well and how you've adapted since being a parent as well. So let's go back to the very beginning. When you first have children, it's kind of like, you know, you've gone from having your sort of, I don't know, eight, nine hours a night, you know, uninterrupted. Of course, if you're going out having a drink or whatever, or, you know, dates or whatever, then it is, you know, you're probably missing a few hours here and there. And if you were anything like me at university, there were a few nights where you'd be out till two, three in the morning and then back in at, you know, four and getting up at eight to go to lectures and things like that as well. But generally speaking, your sleep was pretty uninterrupted. Okay. That all changes when you become a parent. Okay, that all changes completely. And anyone who knows, anyone who's had this experience hopefully can relate to this. So when my son was born, um, it was that thing of, right, we read a, um, a book about how to maintain routines and it was saying to feed every three hours. Fine, no problem. So you set your alarm clock for every three hours and that's day and night. So you're going through and you're trying to make sure they get fed. And my son in particular was a very hungry baby. He would he would consume and consume and consume. Bottles were never enough for him. So by the time he'd finished the feed, he was already ready for the next feed, which was, I suppose you could say he was a bit like his dad in some ways, really liked his food. Anyway, we'll come on to that another time. It was only really when he got onto solid food, sort of six, seven months in, that he actually started to sleep through the night properly. Um, but even then, he would wake up early. And actually, that's something that has continued right up to this day. Okay, so... He actually he went through a phase of waking up at like 4, 4.30 in the morning. Very, very difficult to get him back to sleep. Okay, he would be up and he'd be like, right, I'm ready for the day. Even in the winter, when it was nighttime, okay, or dark, he would, you know, want to stay up, go downstairs, things like that. And for a while, we were kind of like, okay, fine, yeah, it's no problem. 
to come back to bite us a little bit because now, although he does wake up a little bit later now, he tends to wake up sort of half five, sometimes at a push six o'clock. Um, but what I found is that particularly for me is that my sleep has become a little bit disjointed. In other words, I haven't really got out of that four o'clock wake up time, four, four thirty wake up time. And now what tends to happen is that I sometimes wake up at that time, even before the kids have woken up just out of habit. Um, and so one of the things I want to look at in the next part is bedtime routine and what I can do to try and fix that. Okay, so we're going to come on to that in a moment. Okay, so bedtime routine. Now I will admit my bedtime routine is pretty poor. Okay, having read a book by a guy called Matthew Walker, which is called Why We Sleep, looking at what he suggests for a good bedtime routine and what I do for a good bedtime routine is not the same thing. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Weeknights, generally, kids will go to bed about seven o'clock-ish. Um, my wife and I will have sort of a late dinner, you know, sort of half seven, eight o'clock. And we'll stay up and watch a bit of TV, you know, things like that. Maybe have a glass of wine. Not every night, just a couple of nights a week. And then we'll go to bed. But also we have a TV in our room, so we might end up watching something there. And it's very often the case that we set the sleep time on the television and end up falling asleep watching something or not watching something in certain cases. Now, is this an ideal scenario? Of course not, because I've actually looked at different sleep routines and what you should do. So for example, things like turning off the television a couple of hours before you go to bed, making sure you don't eat too late, um, doing plenty of exercise, which is the area that I'm working on most at the moment. Um, you know, uh, maybe reading a book before you go to bed, keeping the lights down low. These sorts of things are the things that should be helping you. And that is something going forward that I am really trying to do. Even if it's not every night, I'm trying to build it into my routine gradually. Okay. But as I said, you know, routines are tricky, especially when you, you know, have a partner and when you want to watch different things or, you know, your routines are different and, you know, she's more of a night owl than I am. She likes to go to bed a little bit later. Uh, I tend to, you know, I tend to quite like an early night because I'm actually quite an early bird. I like to get up in the morning, not as early as five o'clock or five thirty, which is my son's time. But you know, generally speaking, I'm an early bird. Even when I was at university, I would, after a night out, which I spoke about before, I would be the housemate that gets up at like seven, seven thirty in the morning, and annoy all the others by crashing around in the kitchen, getting my breakfast ready and things like. That. I'd be like, "Why are you up? What are you doing? We got in at four o'clock." I'd be like, well, no, it's fine. I, I feel okay. I'm okay. And at that age, I think you could get away with less sleep. But now, a little bit older, a little bit wiser. And so therefore, you know, I think that sleep is quite important. Now, there was an article the other day. And as, as I say this, I'm, it's the 26th of October, 2022. There was an article the other day on uh, the BBC News website about how you will need at least five hours sleep when you're approaching sort of 50 and things like that. Now, I would say I do get at least five hours sleep a night. Um... But as I find, I find that as I'm getting older, functioning with their sleep is a little bit more difficult. So, for example, if I haven't had a good night's sleep, I'm a bit more ratty with the kids. I don't want to do things normally. I sort of want to have a bit of recovery time in the afternoon, like have a little nap or something like that, which, again, if you have kids, can't really do unless they are napping. Okay. Also, when you're at work and trying to do things as well, you know, it doesn't allow you to have, you know, you can't just... Stop working, just go, hang on a second, guys, can I just have a quick nap on my desk or in the book corner or whatever it is you're doing? Okay, so that doesn't quite work either. So it's trying to find that routine. I think partly the increased level of exercise that I'm doing now will help. Um, another thing that I'm going to look at is food in a couple of episodes' time and see how that has an effect as well, the types of food that you eat in the evening. Um, also, uh, I think, like I said, the routine of reading a book 
not watching TV, not watching TV too late. Excuse me. Um, try not to drink water too late as well. That's another one because actually sometimes if you obviously drink too much water before you go to bed, you might wake up needing the toilet and things like that, which kind of trigger your early mornings as well. So all these different things I'm trying to build in, okay? And what I'd be interested to know is how you settle at night, how you build that into your day as well. Um, you know, if you are a parent, you know, how do you get your kids to bed? How do you um, have some time for yourself? We always said that what we wanted to do was make sure our kids are at bed, in bed early, particularly after they've had a long day, and we've had a long day. So their routine is quite straightforward. It's bath, shower at half past six in the evening, um, story, um, change into pajamas, bedtime, into bed about seven o'clock, ready to go to sleep. Their their bedtime routine, I have to say, is so much better than mine or my wife's. Okay, they've they've got it nailed. Because once they're in bed, they are gone. They're you know they're so busy during the day. So as I said, what I'd be interested to know is how you cope with your children's sleeping routines, and also how you get to sleep as well, and also how does your sleep affect your moods, balances, and things like that. So thank you for listening. Oh, oh, oh dear, what happened there? Bit of a frog in the throat there. So thank you for listening to this episode of the uh, Healthy Dad, Happy Dad podcast. Remember, please get in touch via HDHDpod on Instagram. And I will see you on the next episode. See you, hear you. I don't know why I said see you. It's not a YouTube channel. It's a podcast, okay? So I will hear you, hear you, hear you, speak to you on the next episode of this fabulous podcast. Thank you for listening.